0: Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings. Week five DraftKings picks and preview. Hit the time codes if you want to jump around and use RunTheSims.com. RunTheSims.com/ Mayo will get you 10 percent off any membership level, and it will help. It will help greatly improve both your props game, your projection game, and most importantly. A DraftKings game or overall DFS game, depending on where you play. Tambo is in the studio with me from RunPureSports.com. What's the promo code this week? RPS Heater twenty five. So you're still on the heater. That's good news. The heater's
1: not ending anytime soon. That's Your sure. heater finally ended. You didn't yeah. win like forty k
0: last week. Yeah, I yeah, suck.
1: I suck. <laughs> yeah, we're back to it. Week five, though. Week five. Like I said, I'm determined to get an in studio show into a big win. That's what we need to make happen this season in football. The Listener's League is not full as of yet. Shame. My entries are full in there. You're am
0: so are my entries. So yeah. if you hit the description right now, you can go get yourself into the Pat Mayo Experience DraftKings Listener's League. $15 to play, no rake, best tournament on DraftKings. How many spots are left here in real time? Uh, that's, that's, your, no, that's, that's live. That's the Fantasy Golf Degenerates Golf Listener's League, <laughs> which I am in. Full. Uh, in. It's not even coming up for me. Great. Great. Thanks, DraftKings. I have my possible winnings, but it's not showing my entries. I'm gonna guess there was like 900 spots as of last night. I'm guessing there's like 600 as of now. So go get your spot. Make it super easy on yourself to go do that. I wanna talk about last week for a second. Uh, we came on the show. You talked me out of Bills and Ravens. Not talked me out of it, but by the time that we got through everything that I wasn't gonna overstack it enough that I just decided I want none of this game. So I went to Lions and Seahawks and then people started hitting me up. It's like, did you win all the money? It's like, no, I didn't win all the money. <laughs> I was just showing you some of like my best lineups from last week, like, I was so close.
1: Yeah, it it didn't happen. It was so weird. It it took perfection for sure. But to your point, and you showed me the lineups and stuff like that. Very very well built. Like that, you had the main idea down it's just it's so hard to get it exactly right the classic slates are typically like that everything that's why you know this year showdown has been a little bit more popular for some people even saying they're taking a liking to that more than the main slate just because you get more chances you get that adrenaline rush at the end if you do have a lineup that's up there you would have had that on Sunday of course but it's like there is some downside when you don't, you're don't. you watching Josh Jacobs pop almost 40 points and you just don't have that in the dying afternoon of the game so yeah
0: those 10 Mariota lineups were not very good but right. the 10 goof lineups with that game Game stack. The issue I think became was that that Philly Jacksonville game was going to be super popular. The Bills and Ravens game was going to be super popular. People got cold feet because of the weather, and everyone just moved on to the Seattle Detroit game.
1: Yeah, certainly a takeaway there, just to say quick, was that. like So for both those games, the Philly and the Buffalo-Baltimore game, they, the totals were dropping. In some. I think both of them dropped over two points based on the weather, outdoors, all these factors. The one thing that stood true, though, with the Seattle-Detroit game, it was already like the second highest total on the slate. It was the highest total on the slate in a dome. And for some reason, even with Amon Ross-St. Brown, DeAndre Swift, all the injuries throughout that game – the total was not changing. So they were still expecting the points. Sure enough, they got them more than expected. It was almost a Mexico City-style yeah. game from points from both sides and just kept going. It just would not stop. This way, that way, this way, that way. In the end, what was it? Almost 100 points scored total. So uh, pretty pretty insane. Yeah, and I I
0: had five players in that game. You could have went with more if you really yeah. wanted to. You could use DK and Jamal Williams if you wanted
1: to. Six to get the job done in the millie. That's crazy. Well, your your buddy wanted. Hoop he? hoop got the job hoop. done, and hoop. he had six. Yeah, three and three from either side. Uh, you know, I, I call it unconventional. It's not because it's still a game stack, but with Geno and two receivers with three guys from the other side right with no with no quarterback associated with them typically it's like Goff with those three guys and that was the interesting last kind of tidbit on that situation was i was saying this to you before pre-show but everybody was getting those three lions into their line at least three they were getting like the jamal williams reynolds hawkinson maybe some Khalif raymond as as the week went on or the saturday late news but the point would be everyone was setting up rules to sort of get get these guys out of here. Like, I get why the cash bros are doing that, but I don't want these in my tournaments. Turns out you did. You just needed to overstack with those guys and get there that way. So I just ran my numbers and looking at what the optimal
0: is likely to be this week and just how constructions are going to go. No real correlation in these sort of cash game lineups, but just what are the single best plays, four-year lineup at each position. Josh Allen ends up being the quarterback. Love the, the optimizers love the high-end quarterbacks this year.
1: Yeah. And well, they've, been, they've
0: been coming through, Like, you've, except for Goff last week, really. You've needed one so far.
1: Yeah, and it's typically the way it works out. I mean, I was listening to the show today talking about it. And it does make sense, actually, where you've got these guys because the, the quarterback pricing is pretty much capped. Right? You can't make, you don't see a quarterback turn into 10,000 because they're having a good season. It typically just goes up five or six hundred bucks, but it caps around the eight, five, somewhere in that range. Like Josh Allen's week, 8,200, even with the seasons he's having. Whereas you'll see wide receivers go from four grand. To five grand, to seven thousand at some point. Like, look at Amon Ra last season, late in the season, just kept going up and up and up. It's different with these quarterbacks. And then the other thing of it is, is like you just talked about, last week, you need it, but that's because the whole game environment went off with cheap plays that made it all work with the others. Typically, if you don't have that in a week, you are going to have the quarterbacks, the, the best quarterbacks being the top price quarterbacks, just the way it works out. So the optimal doesn't have anyone with him. Of course, the stats, there's two guys that the stats
0: love this year and just throw them into every single lineup all of the time. Um, and now that he's back, it was the same as last year. Rondell Moore projections love. Mm-hmm. He's like mini LaVisca Chenault. That like when you try to like factor it out, like how he's going to do. And he did take over for Dorch last week. We got all those Dorch targets. I don't know if that's going to continue, but probably safe to say it is going to. They're low A dot targets he can kind of maneuver around full point PPR he's cheap that makes sense Curtis Samuel is another one who keeps popping in Godwin is back in the mix and he's a bit cheaper so he fits in the running backs Fournette projections love Fournette Mm -hmm. and has not really come through in a big way so far and Brees Hall is now like the other running back that's getting up there per points per dollar then you have like a double tight end Andrews and Higby along with the Dallas Cowboys defense, which is kind of hilarious because you have Higby and the Cowboys defense going against each other. That's sort of like the mean projection of what's going to look the best this week. I mean, that's not a lineup I'm going to play, but that probably win you cash games.
1: Yeah, it looks good on paper for sure. The interesting side of it is obviously the Tampa Bay Atlanta stuff this week. I know Brady is getting some steam with the, uh, I don't know if you want to call it like a divorce narrative, but basically saying angry Tom is coming out <laughs> well, against I, Atlanta. And, and with Godwin and Evans back, like you could almost go Brady, Evans, Godwin, Fournette if you want. You can stack with Fournette. I was gonna say Fournette's still popping and running back. So sometimes when people are trying to decide either or the answer is all. We just talked about it a second ago. And the other funny part of that is kind of at least, I mean, they're still showing some ownership, but like the Drake Londons, Kyle Pitts. I know the injury stuff. We've got to wait and see, missed a couple, but it's also birthday birthday season for Mm -hmm. Kyle Pitts this week. It was his birthday October 6th, so maybe they hook him up, but the the point being is this going to become like an over-owned game stack or is it going to become the game stack? What are your thoughts on that? Because, right, you know, the Philly-Arizona game has the total, the afternoon, the late slate, you know, no breaker, weather. but, you know, I- exactly all of that. But, I mean, which one do you feel better about as of right now?
0: Philly-Arizona.
1: Really? Okay. Yeah, just
0: because you can stack Philly for the early lead and then the second half. It would be a great, like, <laughs> second-half showdown type game. Just take all Cardinals all the time. <laughs> but I don't know if, I, like, that's going to get me to Murray. It would probably just be Rondell Moore, who I expect to be pretty popular this week.
1: Yeah, more. And then I didn't check uh, full ownership projections, but just thinking out loud here, I know a lot of talk in the stats guys out there with Ertz, how much the usage is and what he's been getting and all that stuff. There. Revenge so game you, too. Yep. Got to factor go. that into the projections. Add that in as well. We saw it with Philip Lindsay last night, <laughs> revenge game. I, I didn't even know he was on the team. <laughs> Elevated from the practice squad. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think that's something to think about. But definitely those two games to me are the ones that you can see people going to. The other interesting point that you made is definitely with Josh Allen there, where like you said, it's it's not actually showing him like, guys to stack him with and just saying he should be the guy. And I do think he is up proof. So that's interesting. It's just now the ownership has caught up with that thought process as well.
0: So what do we do if we want to go to the Buffalo side of the game? Do we just roll the dice on Gabe Davis and hopefully he's actually healthy now?
1: Yeah, McKenzie, I think, is back at practice now too. Yeah, so but he hasn't
0: cleared as of yet. We'll, we'll he'll, probably, he'll probably clear by the weekend. But is this just a prime example? Just go, Allen, Davis, Diggs, figure it out. Yeah, and if McKenzie's in,
1: I would plug him in too, just to see. Right, we got to wait on the injury news, but that's where I'm saying because of that little stuff that you see with it, I think people maybe don't go to the full stack as much. And even in a blowout, if they win like 35 to six here and they, you know beat that 14 point spread up, I still think you could see Josh Allen in the winner this weekend just because. Well, the bills rarely take the foot off the gas until right.
0: it's like really, really, really late. And I, I always talk about this with Sealy when it comes to like season long fantasy football. It's like, well, I don't want to play Josh Allen in case it's a blowout. And he only plays three quarters. It's like, listen, if he's
1: only playing three quarters, they've already scored He Probably has forty. 40 like, don't don't worry about on DraftKings. That's <laughs> what I mean. Yeah. So that that's where I'm at. I'm okay with it. I know you were talking earlier in the week to switch gears a little bit here, but you talked about Dallas versus the Los Angeles Rams after what we just saw San Francisco do to Matt Stafford. But I like it, the I like. Like the Rams, if you want that stack, that's what I'm saying. What well, who does he throw to? Two guys, yeah. One of them catches it and falls down immediately. Uh, <laughs> I share the same first name with him Tyler Higby. The other guy being Cooper Cup, obviously. The interesting part to me, Pat, and I'll get your thoughts is I mean, I think the only way I'll play Cooper Cup is in that stack. I think a lot of people want to play Cooper Cup just because he's getting 20 targets, give or take. He's the lockdown guy, that price you can't beat it, etc. But I've said this millions of times, it's came true, most of them that you know he's the highest price getting ownership at that price, uh, wide receiver, that that typically doesn't come through as what's needed for a millimaker maker winner. It, you know, it's just the safest play. Let's try
0: to figure this stack out then, because I feel like people like the Cowboys in this game over the Rams. I prefer the Rams in the spot. I think it's a nice bounce back. Look ahead to Philly next week for Dallas. It all makes sense. But now people are going to be like, well, you have the league's second best pass rush going against this offensive line on a short week that we just saw get annihilated. Yeah. But if Stafford is legit only throwing to two guys all we need is like three sneaky touchdowns somewhere along the line. We only need this score to be like 27, 24 and all of the scores are passing touchdowns through our stack of cup and Higby. So I'm with you. I probably won't play cup unless it's in, but I want to play the stack, but I got to figure out the right way to do it. Who do I put on the other side of this ball though? Stafford cup Higby. I have $5,000 left per player. What's the rest of this look like?
1: I think it's just lamb lamb. Yeah. Just play him. Like the guy's fine. No gallop. You could use Gallup too. He's back. Obviously worked well last week. And, and he's and he's five thousand bucks. Yeah. He probably doesn't
0: draw Ramsey. So you get Gallup. I was actually even thinking about putting the Dallas D along with this. You love doing that for I some do.
1: reason. It's just it's it's fine. But I'm saying you just don't need to do that. Uh, you no, just, but I like the Dallas D independently. This I like week them anyway. too. But I'm saying but you know, I
0: don't I don't like them to give up three points. But, but I if, like them to have like five sacks.
1: Yeah. If twenty percent of your stacks are Matt Sta- of your lineups are Matt Stafford stacks you have 80% of your lineups left to use Dallas D. And if you use Dallas D at 30%, you don't have to put them in there. I like that in showdown a yeah, lot. Yeah, but I, 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 just... I don't
0: I don't really, I would love to see the numbers on this. Like, I really don't think the, like playing the opposing defense, even against your own stack, I don't really think it makes that big of a difference. If anything, it can foster, let's say Stafford throws two pick sixes early. Yeah. That's great. It, it's great worked. for my D and it's
1: great for Matt Stafford. It used to work with the, the Winston lineups that we talked about back in the day. Yeah, when he played I, for Tampa. I would say it would work with Wentz
0: too. Although Wentz has been terrible. I don't, don't hate Wentz this week. Yeah.
1: That, that's like, I guess that's my thought too. I, just think like if, I think if Dallas D has a ceiling game or something that sort of breaks the slate for you that gets you enough points in that position, I don't think the Rams went off. Like to get your full stack there. Three guys. I don't know about that. I think the numbers would show it. We'd have to look it up. Yeah, well, um, so
0: someone smarter than me. Yeah, one-off
1: one cases, I'm saying you'll see it. I just I, I just don't think you need to do it, and I'm not— I'm, I mean, everyone's going to like the Dallas E this week. They're 20—what is it, 2,500 bucks, I think? Versus, yeah, they're they're too cheap. Yeah, they're way too cheap. We've seen what it is. Like, last week is, is going to be a letdown in some people's mind because they only got, like, eight or nine points. They didn't get enough out of the juice. That's ridiculous. The lemon against Wentz there, but I think that's— you know to me, that's fine, and they had all the chances in the world. They just didn't turn them into scores. What are some other games that we can stack up? Because I think that people will
0: look at Lions and Patriots. And I think there are ways to do that. But I think I'd rather play like Jamal Williams, Damian Harris against each other or Ramondre. I just don't see a lot of point. Like people are like 45, bet the over. It's like it's golf. It's, he's outside for the first time this year. Yeah. I could see that
1: game going under. I don't. I don't like that game this week. So yeah. we'd, we'd be on the same page there, especially going back after it. I know there's going to be pieces in that game, right? Especially with Swift and Monra likely both out again. And then you've got uh, the decision on the Patriots side at the running back spot, which definitely looks good where you've got Stevenson and Harris. So there's that conversation to be had. If you wanted to get involved in that game some, I think it's better to do it through something like one of those secondary stacks than actually stacking it up. The The games that I think we should talk about, I mean, again, you, you'll you're good at shooting these down, but I've actually got three. Well, I'm I'm here to shoot them down. Yeah, no, it's good. I I like it. It works so good. And we've come up with some good stuff based on doing it this way. But um, Miami versus New York. Don't like that game. 46 point total. Mm -hmm. No one's really talking. Again, we'll wait and see on weather. Obviously, that's one factor. I'll get to the non-weather game here in a second. But Bridgewater stepping in for Tua. For, for good reason. Obviously, finally, they've got this right. But get Teddy Bridgewater in there. You've still got Waddle. It's cheap, $6,700. you have got a priced-up Tyree Kill. You've got the guys you know on the other side. Brees Hall is getting some love this week. He's in this game spot. You've got Garrett Wilson or more that you can use there. Tyler Conklin has still been in the mix. So uh, To your point last week, was, you know, he's still been in the mix. So um, there is pieces in this game, and they're cheap enough to make a lot work. But sounds like you don't have interest in it. So It's not that I don't have interest in it. Let's take a look at Conklin. I don't know if I'd want to
0: go with Conklin. I like the Brees Hall call at fifty-four hundred bucks to throw him in there. If I want another jet, that's where I find it trickier. Now, is it Corey Davis? Is it Conklin? Is it Garrett Wilson? Is it Elijah Moore? I think I'd rather shoot for the, like yes, Conklin's the cheapest of yeah. that bunch. But what am I really get? Like Conklin's good for one of these cash game lineups, right? Or if you really need the salary savings, you're not stacking up a tight end. He can save, and you can get up to, like, Henry or something like that if you wanted to, or a Cup if you're, yeah. like, right on the precipice. But as a part of this stack, I just don't think he does enough. Like, what's the ceiling for Tyler Conklin? Like, 8 for 80? Not, not is-
1: much, but I'm saying more of, like, my my thought process is, like, Bridgewater, Tyreek Hill. Waddle. And then, pick, even if you don't go Waddle, you can just go to the other side. You can pick a Wilson or a Moore. But who would you pick? Hall. Uh, I'm, I'm just—I'm building in sets, so I'm saying if I'm putting 20% of my lineups towards this spot— I'm going to get a mix of all those guys. I'm going to say at least one of Hall, Moore, Wilson, Conklin, and probably get more of those three above and less Conklin. So Wilson is 5200
0: bucks. Elijah Moore is $5,000. And Corey Davis is $5,100.
1: I'm not using Corey Davis. You're not I, using Corey? I don't see the ceiling be the same as the other two. Like Usually, if Wilson, the quarterback that is Zach Wilson, locks on to one of these guys... It's it's going to be one of them that that comes through, and then Brees Hall can still work in there because it's a totally separate position. But the way they use them, like I could see it being like Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson, and then you've got either Teddy with the two guys, or you've got Zach Wilson with the Tyreek as the run back because uh, the Zach Wilson and Teddy Bridgewater are interchangeable. They're fifty three and fifty four hundred. So let's take a look at this for a second. So I've just stacked up this game
0: five five player stack of this game: Bridgewater, Hall, Bridgewater, Hall, Hill, Waddle, Elijah Moore. All my wide receiver spots filled out. That's mm-hmm. great news. You have $4,900 left per player. That's not including you. Like, that's... We and haven't picked get, a defense keep yet. Cheap Dallas D goes in. But is, do we want to play... Like, how high do we think Dallas D gets? Because I think that everyone goes to either Niners D at the high end or Cowboys D at the low end. Yeah, like I guess that's find, a good can point. We,
1: can we find a better option? I'm saying we can, but put I'm saying put them in because who cares to give us the price point of sure. $2,500. And this so isn't going to yeah. be a popular game stack anyway. We're not finalizing it with this, and you could get away with it still, but I agree with your thought process. I'm just saying to make it work, what's our average now?
0: 5700 Right. And like Khalil Herbert and Jamal Williams are still right. Around. Like we don't know about David Montgomery as yeah. we're talking right now, but I don't think that he's going to play. And I still really like him at $5,900. Like he got, he did everything that I wanted to see last week, except for score a touchdown. Yeah. And it's going to be hard to come by in the bears offense, but I still like him this week. And
1: we only need, what do we need? A running back, a tight end and a flex right now. Yeah. And so you pick your Herbert in there. Like you said, if you want, if you want to, yeah. and, like, and now you've got a tight end and a flex with decent money. Well, you could go. Who's
0: the cheapest tight end that you would feel comfortable using? Because I want to try something interesting here. No, $2,200 does not work. I was going to say, can we go Herbert Jefferson?
1: But no, that does not work. No, you're not going to get that. So bad, think, is there Thielen as a flex? But I'm, I'm saying like if you went Ertz in tight end to get a piece of that Arizona Philly game for the late hammer, if you wanted to call it that, and just we, get a secondary stack well, in there. Well, then we have $6,300
0: left. Like, James Robinson has, like, matchup du jour against the Texans. Yeah. Like or, that.
1: or it's all Travis Etienne. It, it,
0: could, it could be. But you then have, like, you have $6,300 to work with here in your flex. So you can go to James Robinson. You could use James Connor, although I don't think I want to use Ertz and Conner. No, I wouldn't lineup. either.
1: But either way, you have flexibility, and we weren't committed to the Dallas Ds. So the point would be... You can, yeah, but there's not much wiggle
0: room underneath of that, You can make it work, yeah. Like you have Godwin in the late set of games if you wanted to go there at $5,900. That's not horrible. There is a game that, I mean, a lot of this is going to be weather dependent. It doesn't seem like there's going to be big weather stuff. So that was one of your that like, was one. popular What's your other stacks. I was going to say Chargers-Browns. That was my
1: second one on the list, so I'm
0: glad you brought that up. The Browns don't play defense mm-hmm. at all. Herbert leads the league in passing. I don't know about Keenan Allen right now. Who
1: cares? It's better if he's out.
0: Yes, I agree.
1: For that. us to figure out the stack. Like, I want it more. If it's I don't I don't not like Keenan Allen or, or want him in, want him out. I don't care about that. My point is to what we always talk about. We want it to be more condensed anyway to help us to get to this stack. The more that gets involved, the harder it is. But I think one interesting point on this game, Pat, is a couple, actually, two things. One, Amari busted everybody last oh, I'm,
0: week. I'm good with going back to Amari. So him. you can
1: go back to him. Two, I actually think they can establish a little something on the ground here. And I think that's going to energize this game and pump it a little bit out of the gate where you could see... Let's say Chubb busts off one earlier, a big one. Whether it's him or Hunt is always hard to figure out. I get it. But if you're building and you're committing to this somewhat, you're going to get a mix of these guys. Well,
0: and the thing is, I think I would just always use Chubb 100% yeah. of the time because either he's going to let you down like he did last week and score like 19 points, but his ups, like Hunt doesn't have that upside.
1: Yeah. I agree. Chubb,
0: Chubb does because Chubb might score four touchdowns and they all come from like 60 yards. And he still in.
1: typically puts up like 140 on yeah. the ground. And I'm not saying that's guaranteed. My point is that's how you're, when you're building this lineup, that's what you're planning for. So you can't all, oh, but you know, that's a, a big number to put on. I mean, it is. But my point is, it's definitely, so he just did it. He can do it again. So if you put him in and you put like Amari in, you now have Herbert make your decision. Well, well here we are. We have Herbert, Chubb, Cooper, Mike
0: Williams. Let's just say those four we yep. want to add another Chargers piece. Is it like we're we only have forty three hundred left per player now? So Eckler's kind of tough to jam in there. You could jam him in there because I think that he actually correlates kind of well with as a part of the passing game. Yeah. But then you only have thirty five hundred. I left think you'd be looking player. at
1: like tight end or like another. Cheap. So you're th-
0: you're thinking Gerald Everett.
1: Yeah, run them back. What did you get, 18 last week? 17 or 18? Yeah, that gives you 4,400 left, and you have a complete onslaught of this And you this put game. your Dallas D for the example again. We're just creating the same scenario just to get ideas here. Yeah, so now we're back up to 5,000 per player. So we're just shy of what the other stack we were on.
0: We are at 5,300. And now we need a in running back, 5, a wide receiver, and a flex. Yeah. I mean, we'll get to, like, our favorite cheaper tight ends of the week, but, like, where do you think that you were looking for a cheap tight end?
1: Well, you or, already yeah, have.
0: Sorry, yeah, a cheap, uh, cheap wide receiver. Yeah, that, that's it, where it becomes tough. It's probably the, Rondell Moore,
1: right? Yeah. yeah. Maybe you go like, a, I don't know. Can you get like, what happens if you plug Rondell Moore in? What do you have left at flex?
0: You have, we're at 5,000. We plug in Rondell Moore. And 5,900? you can go Zay Jones, who's expected to be back this week too. And he'll be far less popular than Rondell. But now we're back up to 5,500 for a running back in a flex.
1: Yeah. Each. That's probably fine.
0: And like Brees Hall fits in pretty well there. Who's in that like mid range we got you got you talked about
1: Herbert and Brees Hall so I mean Herbert's
0: 59 Damian Harris is 56 I like Damian Harris this week Jeff Wilson Jr is only 5500 I don't like that game at all for anyone but that would be the piece that I would probably want Brees Hall is 54 hell Rashad Penny is 5300 I know the Saints have a really good run
1: defense but spoiler alert the Saints might suck and it might not make a difference yeah, that's another interesting topic for discussion today because Kamara is 6,600. But we do we know if he's playing? It sounds like he will. We'll it see. sounded like he was
0: going to play last week, too. Yeah, I
1: know with the London game and stuff, it can always be tough, but I'm just saying if he does play this week, no one's. I don't think anyone's going to really be on him. And good spot against no defense Seattle. Cheapest price since 2017, I think, was the stat I saw. It'll be in the tidbits tomorrow, but I'm pretty sure that was the number. Well, some of the, I mean, the best... I got down
0: max that I could. Fortunately, I lose enough that my, my maxes aren't
1: capped on. Well, they are
0: capped on props, but I don't have, like, a $20 limit. Right, I have yeah. a $500 limit on props right now. And I smashed Derrick Henry overs on, like, five different sites. Yeah, he, it was his lowest rushing total in, like, five years. What, it was 72 and a half last week. He hit it in the first quarter, I think. Yeah. he was insane. Are
1: people, are people not going to play him this week, side note? Uh, well, that was
0: actually the third game that I wanted to get to. So, yeah, Herbert, Chubb, Mike Williams, Cooper, Rondell Moore, Gerald Everett, Cowboys D. You're left with two spots to fill, 5,500. I just I think that's a very high – unless it's, like, raining and super windy. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a very – two. I mean, the Chargers defense on paper and even the stats throughout the year is better than it currently is situated right now because they're banged up. Mm-hmm. And, like, probably no Miles Garrett on the other side. But even with Miles Garrett, they had a bottom
1: 10 rushy and a bottom 10 pasty. Yeah, I think he's back this week too. We'll wait and see. We don't know yet. Yeah, we have to wait and see, but – Think, but even feels, if he's back, I don't care. Yeah, like, I, I'm, I'm with you. That's what I'm saying. If anything, I think that's, like I said, that could help speed it up a little bit, get things rolling, and then we start to see a little bit of a back and forth there. So I, I could see that for sure. So, what was your other game you want to talk about? The Tennessee-Washington? Oh, yeah. Really? You yeah. ready for this? Go ahead, please, because I have nothing on it. Besides um, the Tennessee D and Henry.
0: So Henry, $8,200, can be your running back. Carson Wentz can be your quarterback. Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin... No Dotson this week. We talked about the Rams with their concentrated passing tree. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a super concentrated passing tree, too. The spread's, what, two? Like, yeah. they don't expect either team to blow them out. I'm not sold on Tennessee as any good whatsoever. Like, they have Derrick Henry. They're going they're going to be able to run the ball, no problem. Traylon Burks isn't playing. Not that that really means. It means he's the new LaVisca Chenault, by the way. He yeah. is the guy that everyone on the internet thinks is awesome and does fucking nothing ever. It's over now. so Well, well he'll be back in like four weeks' time. It's like, oh, God, his usage rate. He basically does the Allen Robinson playbook. It's like, you just go out here and run around for a while.
1: We're not going to pass you the ball. Just you run. That's why we can play that uh, Ram stack we talked about because Allen Robinson is so bad. I don't know if it was either, you know, Stafford is not a good quarterback, so it's still the same excuse. He didn't. He's never had a good quarterback or Allen Robinson is just bad because it has not been good for Well, him. I, I think it's twofold.
0: Like when you watch the game, Stafford has far less, time to throw than ever before and Allen Robinson I still think is good he's less than he used to be but the reason that cup ends up getting all these targets is cuz cup beats his man within like a second off the line yes. he's wide open every time and it takes Allen Robinson like to get into his route to break out and Stafford just doesn't have the time to find him No, I agree. Um, McLaurin is kind of on that list now, too. Like, I keep going back to McLaurin, he fucking sucks. I
1: was just going to say, he's the only guy I had marked down here in this spot for this week. I was like, Henry and McLaurin in a little mini-game stack, or just, like you said, if you wanted to go that way, I'd have no problem with it. I think the other thing about the Burke situation, everything aside, making fun of him, but the Henry usage right now has been over 20 on the ground and five and six targets the last two games as well. Not saying he'll pick up a bunch because of Burks; more so saying... It's been consistent at least the last two weeks. It could be another spot that we see that here. Do you think I could stack up Seattle again? <laughs> oh, God, I don't have that one down. I thought about the Jameis side, actually. Is Jame, but is Jameis going to play? Again, we have to wait and see. That's, that's <laughs> the issue with that spot. I,
0: I, I think I would rather take the Seattle side, overload it, and come back with Olave and Kamara yeah. if I was going to play that game. And just hope that the Saints' offense is so concentrated. God, I'm
1: definitely not. I mean, I can't chase like the, Gino. We'd have to see. I, I just, I can't. like
0: Gino. What's wrong with Gino?
1: I don't. I don't think he'll continue to do this. That's what I. Well, think.
0: I don't. I don't think he'll continue to what. Uh, he's not going to be the guy he was last week, like the best quarterback in the league, right? But if they continue to move like they're so efficient, and Penny's been super efficient on the ground, it's just their offense is so dissimilar to what it's been for the past four years. It's just high percentage plays all the time. And they're not afraid to be like, "Hey, DK, go up and catch this."
1: Yeah, they can and rack them up for sure. Yeah, they they could rack them up. I just again, it feel like it's a, a tougher spot. I have a grosser one actually, my third one on my list.
0: All right, let's hear it.
1: Chicago, Ooh. Minnesota, because here's the thing: Jefferson, a little bit overlooked in that range. When you've got Cup right above him, you can go with that. You do you just run it back with Mooney or Comet? I put down whichever you prefer. Can we just use Herbert? Yeah, or or that? Yeah. I like the Minnesota side stacking it. up, Yeah, honestly. but I'd say like, I you, like the, but the pick your guy coming back.
0: I would say Herbert is the only guy we consider playing. Yeah, from the Bears, like everyone else. Sorry, Moody had his best game ever last week. It was like nine points.
1: Yeah, we gotta we gotta get them. That's one thing I, I will say like about the Chicago spot. The only reason I consider it is obviously in Minnesota. There's a chance there we could see some some more points. And Chicago's played tougher games, outdoor games, worse defenses, all that stuff that they've had to go through. And again, I don't think Fields is good. He's going to make mistakes this week. You could just make the argument for Minnesota D against him because, mind you, we talked about this plenty of times in these last two weeks on these shows about him not throwing the ball enough. He turns it over enough. He he takes so many sacks, man. There's (laughs) just so many opportunities that it's like maybe that's a spot you could look to go. But I just thought because that game – uh, you know, has pretty easy pieces to plug in. And if you want to get access to Jefferson is more so my thought, but you could also just play Herbert and Jefferson a- as a way to get access to that game. That could be your mini stack. That's a very expensive it, mini stack. It, though, it, unfortunately. It, it's a little bit, but Herbert is a fair price. Yep. Jefferson is still less than Cup. And my thought process is that Jefferson is definitely the type like a Cup. I know it's been on showdown slates in some cases for for this Cup situation, but the point on Cup is that he definitely does not need Stafford to hit his number. He just gets it through the 18 catches or whatever. You know, for him, it feels like a lot more. But Jefferson could get nine catches, 150, and a touchdown, and it does not mean you need cousins in your lineups, right? So that's my thought there. Are we thinking that the two most popular stacks of the week are
0: going to be the Tampa Bay side and the Philadelphia side? Or just the Philly-Arizona game and then Tampa Bay with whatever coming back.
1: Brady and Hertz feel like where people are going this week that I can confidently say that it seems like it will at least stay somewhat in that range of where they're the higher ones obviously Allen is getting ownership but I'm just saying for stacking up games and, and sides Tampa Bay and Philly seem like the sides Chargers Browns have a higher total interesting <laughs> point yeah and right now I'm not seeing very much ownership on Herbert at all no which is it's because it's
0: expensive and it's hard to know like especially now that we don't know about Keenan Allen like, okay, let's say Keenan Allen sits. I think it makes it a lot easier for us. You can go to Eckler. You can go to Everett. Be good with it. Maybe Mike you, Williams. Maybe, yeah. Like, Mike Williams for sure. Yeah. And then whatever else you want to do. I guess you could sub out Mike Williams for Eckler and use Everett too. Yeah. That's like a different way to build it. But I think that Cooper and Chubb, unless you wanted to use Njoku in the Cooper spot to save money,
1: there's that. Yeah. But the thing was like they crushed last week It's just Seattle and Detroit was on there. It was, was better. Yeah, Herbert went over 300 crushed Eckler smashed. Mike Williams had a huge day seven for 120. uh, uh We talked about Everett. He had a solid day, like 17 DraftKings points. Cooks finally got in the box, had himself a pretty good day, which you don't see too often. Pat's Brennan. Him.
0: Cook, I have a bunch of preseason bets with uh, the ETR guys, both Leone and Herzig. It's just Brennan cooks versus Juju. Brennan cooks versus Gabe Davis winning so
1: far. So far. Just yeah. don't get hurt. Brennan cooks and you'll be fine. Then, the Davis side worries me a little bit more than the other. But yeah, I mean, he's, he's in a big hole right now. Yeah, he, he scores is. zero oh, yeah. points a week. He's bad right now. I'm saying that's one I, w- I would have been a little more worried about. And then even Pierce got there in that game. He had like yes. 20 or 21 on the ground or something for drafting scoring. So. How much is Pierce this week? Because uh, that's – I don't know what to
0: do with that game. Like, are we giving Jacksonville a pass Or is this more of the team that we should expect to see that if you run, you can kind of take advantage of them? Like, could we stack up Lawrence? Because Houston sucks. And everyone wants to play James Robinson in that game. Could you go like Lawrence, Kirk, either Ingram or Zay Jones if he returns and come back with Pierce or Cooks? Like, is that viable or is that just too much?
1: It's the one I had on my maybes list. We, We didn't talk about that game, but it is a good point. Because the other thing that's interesting about that is the running backs in this spot, which if... This is how I think about things anyway. But if you think a running back is, is in a good spot and going to have a good game, that can speed up the pace pretty quickly, right? If a running back gets going, you talked about James Robinson. I teased about ETN where we're trying to make this guy work. Well, Eckler etn reminds you like like a a quick check down and go that type of thing where you would see it happen that's what just happened to houston so that's where you feel good about the jacksonville side but don't forget about the other side where uh what just happened uh philly who did philly play last week jacksonville so this is pierce's spot going the other way philly had hurts run one in miles sanders run two in gainwell run in like pierce could definitely run all over jacksonville jacksonville just as much just the same so i think that's definitely interesting for speeding up the game right if these running backs get going
0: yeah i mean the more I, I was just looking at the pricing Njoku at thirty eight hundred bucks I hate injoku, but yeah, that makes that then you can like upgrade to like a super mini stack at the same time along with your charger's brown stack,
1: yeah. I, I don't hate that at all. Like I said, I'm, I'm fine with that game because I just want to, I, I know I want a piece of that some way, shape, or form. Like, I think that's interesting. I like the Chubb side a little bit more than that. But again, Chubb's expensive. So if No, you, I, I'm saying play Chubb with and Joker. Yeah, you can play both and just stack up the, L, the LAC side with those two for sure in a game stack. Uh, I will say this too, and I know you like doing it. You've always been doing it anyway. But the theme this season, and I, I don't remember it being this heavy or strong as, these, as this year where whatever happens the week before, next week everyone just copies it. And I don't know if it's because showdown has taken p- such popularity where like if you have a Sunday night football game where a 5-1 stack hits, what does everybody do on Monday night? 5-1. Five-one. 5 And like, la- like we had a week where running backs sucked in Classic Slate. So what happened the week after? Everyone said, oh, I'm just going to play shitty running backs, take them completely out of my flex, stack up all the high and wide receivers, and then it flip-flopped backwards. Last week with this overstack working makes me think that this week everyone's looking for the overstack. Not that it's ever a bad thing, because there's no such to me. There's no such thing as too much correlation, for the most part, at least. But my point being, don't you feel like everyone's looking for these five-man game stacks this week more than ever because of what happened last week? Maybe, but at the same time, do people have the guts to go through with it? I, I think it's. I just think it's become prevalent with some of the content I've listened to and taken in already that people are looking for these game stacks now because of what happened last week.
0: Well, and if you don't want to do it, that, can still work and, and I'm just, just like mini-stack a game. As your main stack, Josh Allen, Diggs, George Pickens. Leaves you $4,900 left. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, we, we've been talking about these totals. And I do want to hit on this Tampa and Philly game because those are the sides that people want. I mean, the biggest implied team total on the slate is Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. And I I just, maybe I'm wrong and we'll see. It's like, oh, Josh Allen stacks like 13% or something. I just don't see
1: it. I see him at 13%. The difference is what we always talk about. It's not who you play, it's how you play him. With him, you can go stack him up and now you've changed everything completely and then you run it back with Pickens. Like you've changed the whole stack when you've got him, Diggs, I don't know what Knox's situation is as of right not now. Not good. Yeah, but I'm just saying if you plug in something of a stack there and run it back with a pickens, even if you just do him digs and pickens That's what I'm ori- saying. Your like, original just, point, just those three. you've already done something different that you're doing. And again, you're not looking for the overstack of the game. You can plug in some secondary stacks of one of the ones we've liked. I guess going back to that Jacksonville-Houston spot, though, what I was saying, and you were kind of echoing it, I think, is that like if you went with Everyone's thinking like Robinson or ETN trying to decide. We just talked about how Jacksonville got ran all over. Can you not just play Pierce and go with the conventional like Lawrence Kirk Pierce or Lawrence Kirk Zay Jones back with Pierce and just have that two-one-three-one type stack, and now you can fill in all these values and pieces elsewhere without getting too crazy, and you, still get yourself a good spot.
0: You don't even need to fill it out with values. You go Lawrence Pierce, Kirk Zay Jones as your primary stack. You got money. You got fifty-five hundred left per player. And, and, we'll, and we'll, now so, we plug the Dallas. Now in. We'll, we'll plug yeah, in yeah, the yeah. Cowboys defense. And see what we got. We got cooking here. We now we have sixty three hundred per player.
1: It's a thousand more than our original example and with a bat with a better spot, I think. And look,
0: let's say you can use Njoku or Ertz if you really wanted to. Let's let's use Ertz because he's a thousand dollars more expensive. See what we got left. Do you like AJ Brown? not really okay i mean i i just find him very difficult to figure out i guess is my question okay yeah I, I i, like I, I wouldn't use aj brown outside of using jalen hurts put it that way
1: okay yeah that's what i was saying where if you're co- gonna try and get after it in a different way but yeah but, if you use Ertz, go ahead so i have Ertz in there i have cowboys d
0: in there now we need a running back a receiver and a flex and we have 6700 dollars per player yeah so you could do something fancy like use herbert at running back khalil herbert at running back See, Khalil Herbert. Can you use Jefferson in that lineup? Yes, and you have fifty four hundred dollars for a flex. Yeah, and that I think is exactly at Brees Hall. If you wanted to use Brees Hall, he's right there. Uh, Rashad Penny is fifty three hundred dollars against the Saints, a high volume, probably less efficient spot going against a really good run defense. But what if the Saints' run defense isn't actually any good? Atlanta had no problem with them.
1: Yeah, that's the thing about four weeks in,
0: right? Where we we don't five, really Atlanta, know. You don't.
1: You still don't really know. Like when we get to week eight, nine. You got a clue like that's where the the flow charts start getting busted out people bust them out still now but it doesn't mean they're locked in and accurate so like you said anything can happen on any given week but i do think that's interesting from that game point where you don't have to decide on robinson or etn you can just run the stack with two really good pass catchers lawrence has had decent games already they can outscore it at those price points Pierce on the other side, who has definitely taken over and now gets the spot where Philly just ran all over them last week, which would speed up the game, get you more output possibly on both sides, and then you have way more money to spend. Like you said, we're just giving an example of how to spend it.
0: Yeah, and if you switch out Ertz to Njoku, for example, now you have $6,400 for a flex.
1: But now you can go like Eckler or Mike Williams.
0: Uh, No, you can't get up to them.
1: Oh, you're keeping the original Yeah, I'm, keep, I'm keeping maybe. Jefferson I, I and you. Herbert in there. If you didn't want to use like Again, yes, yeah, so we're talking about different ways. You, I see what you're saying. You're keeping the same bill, but you still have money to, to use. That's my but, point.
0: And we could downgrade from Cowboys at 2500 bucks and use, I don't know. I don't like any of these defenses down here. But let's just say the Bears. Actually, no. I, yeah, because I have Herbert And anyway. Let's throw in the Bears. Cousins does something stupid. Mm-hmm. Just pretend like that's a thing. Now we have $6,600 for a flex. And we can get up to Keenan Allen if he plays, which, you know, no one's going to play him. If he plays, I probably don't want to play him anyway. But you can play Kamara at 6,600 like you talked about. You can get Jamal Williams, super chalky Jamal Williams in there. That's fine. He's going to get
1: the ball a ton in that game yeah. outdoors. Like Point I- being, though, is like you still have a very nice lineup with yeah. a lot of guys with upside, and you need the stack to hit. But if it does, you're not full game stacking it. You're, it's a standard, more conventional 3-1, but you've got some secondary stacks in there. And you've got some good floor and upside. And my biggest point, Pat, would be that when you look at the average that we had, when you just built in that first portion of the stack and it was 6,300 left over with the four four guys and the defense that we've been using for just the example purposes, what's the difference between, like, here's the thing. Would you want what we talked about earlier? What was it? Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, Waddle, Tyreek, and who's the other side we picked? Brees Hall. Brees Hall. Would you want that with 5,300 left per person? Or would you want this side with Lawrence, Zay Jones, Kirk, and Pierce with 6,300 left per person? What's what's really the di- Obviously, Tyreek can break a slate, sure. But I mean, in theory, you could still put Tyreek in that lineup. Right. So you could do that. That's another angle to look at it from. You can get that as your secondary spec. But point being, I don't see a lot of difference in those stacks setting them up. But I think that extra thousand, and it's a lot of money. It's a thousand per spot remaining that we got to there. So that that's why these examples are good of how you should be looking at your process, how you should be going through doing some practice builds like we do on this show. And I think it's so good and people like it is that we're kind of like playing with it and seeing, we're not committing yet, but we're saying this is what we can do. And then you see how that plays out with the news that comes out as ownership changes, looking for leverage within your lineups, all those factors. I definitely love that. And I, I think that's an interesting stack. Even though we talked through a bunch of other stacks that were fun, that, that one kind sounds like it's pretty good. Yeah, I, I, what the main purpose for
0: this show for me is to get into what are the two or three like onslaught stacks that I'm going to play this mm-hmm. week, and it feels like Jacksonville might be one of them now. So I'm going to write down Jacksonville. It's probably going to have uh, 33 to 50 percent of my lineups, depending. Like last week, I just went with two big stacks, golf stacks, good
1: Mariota stacks. That's how it should be though. Very bad. Only one. I mean, you can't get them. You could, for, let's say last week you, you focused on Seattle Detroit game and the LAC Houston game. You got there on both, but they, you didn't though. The the chargers Houston game crushed, but it got crushed too. So it didn't matter if you hit all the right things you want to get within your mix. You're tightening it up. saying I'm only going two or three spots and going after them hard. 33% of peace, give or take. Let's say I might say, I'm going to go 20, 20, 20, 20, 10, 10, play six quarterbacks and stack them up. But that 10%, remember is 15 lineups. Yeah. Cause you're, I'm playing 150, I'm playing 20. Right. That's why I feel like I can't, I'm raking myself. But it's good to talk like that so people understand. Because if someone's playing 3Max, they can still commit to that. Me personally, if I'm playing a 3Max, I might go two the same. I do two the same and one different. But there's lots of weeks that I don't. I'll also say, like, uh, it's technically two the same, but like last week, it might have been Josh Allen in one Lamar Lamar in another I'm in the same spot in the same zone but I'm not really on the same quarterback and then I'm completely off the board with a charger stack in my last one I skipped the Seattle Detroit game so that's how that worked out I got the numbers tons of you have done it but not
0: all of you yeah so what you need to do right now if you want to take charge of both your time and your meal prep visit factormeals.com slash mayo50 and use code mayo50 to get 50% off right now. Because supporting the sponsors is in very much the same way supporting the Pat Mayo experience, which I very much encourage you to do. Eating better is just easy with factors delicious ready-to-eat meals mainly because well yes they are very tasty but it's the time that they save you do you say you never have time to work out well if you're someone that preps all your food at home that means you need to drive to the store you need to walk through it make a list get your groceries bring them home store them unpack them get the reusable bags out of the way then you actually have to make the meal we're talking like two hours per meal on that and listen. I love cooking things at home myself, but it takes an awful long time. Are you going to use an app to get takeout? Well, it's going to take you like 30 minutes to figure out which restaurant that you want anyway. Then you wait 45 minutes to get it, and it's probably like crap for you by the time it actually gets there. This is all time that you could have been like spending working out or doing work or just having some relaxation time because all of the meals with Factor are ready to go in just two minutes, and it goes with any sort of meal prep that you want to do. Do you want to do calorie smart? Do you want to do keto? I'm personally trying to bulk up right now, so I'm doing the protein plus to make sure that I hit my levels every single time. I go through, I pick what I want, it shows up. I never have to think about what I'm going to eat for three meals a day, four meals a day, whatever it might be for like three weeks. It's fantastic. So I highly recommend that you head to factormeals.com slash mayo50 and use code mayo50 to get 50% off. That's code Mayo50 at factormeals.com slash Mayo50 to get 50% off. The Pat Mayo Experience is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is that all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. So whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace, makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. And it is super easy to use. You don't need to be a tech wizard in order to set up your own website to peddle your wares on the World Wide Web. Squarespace makes that so easy, thus cutting down on the expenses you'll need to pay someone else to do it. You can do it all yourself. You can set up email campaigns to engage with your audience with Squarespace email campaigns. Collect email subscribers on your site and build connections and repeat business through regular email updates. If you're in the content space and you have a lot of videos, you can host your entire video collection. Organize your video library and showcase your content on beautiful video pages and sell access to your videos with member access. But the best part about it all is the analytics feature. You can use those insights to grow your business. Learn where your site visits come from or sales are coming from. Then you can analyze which of your channels are the most effective. Improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords and most popular products and content. It makes it all easy, all in one spot, for a very low cost. And it's something that you're going to need to do if you want to grow your business. So... Go to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash mayo to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. So Tampa, Atlanta, how do we stack this up? We kind of briefly touched on it. You go, Brady? Brady's so cheap. 6000 mm-hmm. bucks. It's a very nice price for him. I would throw Fournette into it. I really would. I would, for sure. Like, that makes you different immediately. Not it's not like you're the only person doing it, but I think that most people who stack this up just go, Brady, Evans, Godwin, move on their way. Yeah. Do we know if Brate's playing?
1: No, but it's funny. You were good. Well, you went right there and I was just about to speak on who it. Who was the other it?
0: loser they were using last week?
1: That uh, what was- is K- Kate Otten?
0: Yeah. Is that, is that his name? I think
1: it is. Yeah. So anyway, uh, where I was going to go with it and to bring up to your final point, like just to, to get to this one, is that last season this worked. The only difference was it was Gronk in the tight end, but there was actually multiple weeks where it was like Brady, Fournette, Gronk, skip all the wide receivers because there's everybody. I know, and, and you don't even know who's going to you know hurt their hamstring on the first play when you've got guys like Gage, Julio, Godwin. <laughs> Mike <laughs> Evans is always injury-prone too, mind you, he's playing incredible right now. Again, four weeks in, guys, right? You have to think of it like that. So that's a way that you could get unique, Brady, Fournette, Pick a receiver, but you you are playing a little bit of wide receiver roulette there because there's a lot of them available to you. But you'd have to pick Braid if he plays, or Otten, and risk it in large fields. I don't think you need to go to the K Otten land in in your high dollar smaller field stuff. You're getting well, you, a little bit aggressive, but you could you could because he's twenty five hundred bucks. Yes, like exactly. if you want to build like a super team. The idea is you're, you're getting all of what... It's just so hard because you're not for Tampa Bay with how many options they have, yeah. but you're hoping to get a lot of the action in the end zone red zone where it's, you've got Brady throwing to a tight end or you've got the running back taking it in and you might even get lucky and get like last week the check down to Fournette that then takes it to the house where you get double points for that so you're trying to get it all in one spot but I think people will be happier to do it with Godwin because of Godwin's price
0: and it's funny to look it up like when you look at like how these guys come out in the optimals it's Fournette well above anyone else on Tampa Bay and then it gets into Godwin and Brady and Evans all at the same time like I know that's pretty expensive, but I do think it's not the unique way to stack it, but I just don't think the people will go f- for onslaught with the bucks.
1: That's the question, right? So you have to think of it from that perspective. Like, what if you is go it? back to last week. Let's, it's see, like, let's wh- see
0: what that looks like. So
1: Godwin, Evans, Brady, Fournette, Godwin, Evans. I, would, I know it's for the sake of the, the exercise here, but I would take, I would take Evans out. And just see, even because how, how do we know what people are even going to overstack in the first place? Like, do you actually think Brady, Fournette, Godwin, and a runback is going to be as popular, or is it going to be Brady Evans. with Godwin, or grady with Evans, and mixing out of it? That's Evans, what I'm
0: saying. Evans is going to be the most popular pair with Brady, and I think that Evans, Godwin, Brady
1: is going to be the most popular
0: three-man. From I think
1: that. the three-man might be right, but don't you think Godwin, because of price, is more popular than Evans for workload? Like, Evans has been looking better and doing better, but Godwin is 5,900.
0: I think it depends on who you're talking to.
1: Yeah. If you're talking
0: to people that are watching this show, you know, people who sub to Run the Sims, sub to RPS, like,
1: people who are, like, super into it. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right that Godwin makes— But, so do this for me, because this is, I think, a good exercise. Do Brady, Fournette, Godwin, Okay. and then put Drake London and Pitts. And we might have to take London out because I think Pitts is getting a little bit of love and London didn't have the best game. But I just want to see what the five-man looks like with the, the guys that make the most sense. 5200 bucks per player. Cowboys D? Cowboys D. Is there another
0: D? Like just No, but we're using way? it for the example. No, I guess I, I, I,
1: I'm, just, I'm just trying to see. Disclaimer to the show, Pat and I might have zero Cowboys, Cowboys D, D by the end of the week when we see what this looks like. But the point being, we like using it for the exercise because it makes sense. Running back, wide receiver, flex, $6,100 left. So we're very close to... So, so here's what you can do. But we have five guys in there this time, but still.
0: Yeah. Rondell Moore. Let's chuck him in. So we have a running back and a flex, seventy one hundred each. Yeah. He can do so much still. So you can get Eckler, you can get Chubb if you wanted to, or you can just kinda hang out. You could do Jamal Williams
1: and Eckler. Okay. Okay, now if you want to throw those guys in. Now take out Moore. Okay. And take out London. So, just give me the four man that we said with the D. 6,100. So, this is why we were doing this exercise to talk about it is. So, remember what it was with Jacksonville? Three Jacksonville with Pierce and the Cowboys' D was Mm 6,300. This is 60. Well, this is why Brady's going to be so popular. (laughs) Brady, Fournette, Godwin with Pitts and the same D is almost the same money remaining per player. 6,100 versus 63. Like, think about that. So, way more people are going to do this than what you would think. You can just tell because it's a good spot. It's Against Atlanta. Brady's popular already. You know, Fournette's popular. It, it just works to get to this. So then, like you said, if you plug in Evans in London, like you have to like almost overstack this stack if you want to try and do something else here. You can go
0: Chubb and Mike Williams in this lineup if you want to as a secondary stack. Throw in Zay Jones at 4100 bucks Or Rondell Moore. Or Rondell. Now, those are probably the two popular cheap yes, receivers. I think throw so. in cheap receivers, yep. right? And then you can have. Uh, you don't you don't like Corey Davis? How much do you have? Fifty one hundred for a flex.
1: Yeah, there's going to be options. There's there.
0: Elijah Moore who's sitting there. Mostert sitting there against the Jets, who you know is not great. Hawkinson's forty nine. If you want to go another tight end, it works out great.
1: No, you can go Zach Ertz if you wanted. You go Gallup in that spot. It's probably like Raheem Mostert or something that people would plug in. But yeah, either way, point being is like you said, when you go to this build, like people are going to this build. We just did the, the numbers to work it out for you guys. Like and, and that's
0: how, like, would you have any interest in the Atlanta side? Mariota Pitts, London.
1: That's kind of
0: interesting. Just because, I listen, I not only did I go with it last week, turned out a lot of people went with it
1: last week, and it was shit. But that was last week. This is this week. Yeah, and the thing about it is, like, is, you know, Brady is a little bit older. And here's my, I guess this is the best way to look at it from my perspective, at least how I'm thinking of it, is... Is Brady, Josh Allen, where they're just going to not take the foot off the gas and he's still capable of doing that and putting up 25 to 30 points because he is cheaper too, that, that you have to factor that part in. Or is if Brady's in it, is it because Atlanta is in it? So like you said, the unique way would be what did everyone want to play last week that didn't work? What if Atlanta can stay in this game? And you've got Mariota, London, Pitts, choose your run back or do both. How would you look at it? Like, do, you, do you care at all about the Atlanta running backs? Tyler Algier is definitely... I mean, they have Algier and Huntley, right? Caleb Hunt is, yeah. Huntley is the guy they called up. Algier is the Algier's, guy who would have more interest. Algier's
0: 4,700. Yes, I understand that their rush defense didn't look very good last week. It is good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, like I said, I think you're just getting there through what we've said. Why did it change? Because of last week. You know what I mean? Like London, Pitt's. Which every time I hear that, it reminds me of London Bridge is falling down. London Pitts is falling yeah, down. Yeah, your, your
0: lineup is falling down if you use those two. That's lines. what I'm trust, thinking exactly. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. So uh,
1: my my thinking is like that's though if you were on it before, now I was just looking at Mariota 5400. Yeah. So if you if Brady's in the game and racking it up, isn't it because Mariota did something, or do you? Th- it's all how you think of it, or do you think he's gonna pull a Josh, a Josh Allen? There, but it's they're not 14 point. They're not a 14 point
0: favorite. No, they're not. I actually do like Tampa to roll in this game. Yeah. But let's say you just played the other side, just for argument's sake. And now this is a way you can use Evans and Fournette if you wanted to. Definitely. We can use Godwin and Fournette.
1: Or to your point, you just brought up a good one, maybe you know, just knowing it. But like this is where I was saying, Godwin is cheap. Fournette is cheap. They're the ones showing the ownership right now. Everyone knows it's Evans, but he's hard to get to in that stack. So what if you went Mariota, London, Pitts, Evans? Conventional. You don't need to overstack it. Three man with a run back that's less likely to be used because of his price point, but you've got the price through Mariota now. You've got the savings. I'll even run it with Fournette in sure. that lineup. Yeah, plug it Evans up. and Fournette
0: on the other side, and the the triple with Atlanta. We're looking at fifty two hundred per player. Dallas to D. fill out our spots. Dallas D, chuck them in there. Six thousand per player. Yeah, and you get Fournette and Evans, in
1: and that. now pull Fournette for a second.
0: Sixty two hundred per player.
1: Very close. See how these are all falling in the same way. But here's a that's our best example we've done yet for people to follow along. Is that that ends up at almost the same money? It splits the difference at sixty two hundred. But the point is, this this lineup is way different in the exact same spot. You've now went with Mariota and his two guys and Evans, the guy that's also splitting the difference of Fournette and Godwin, and you end up on the same money that way in the same spot, meaning that like if you think Tom Brady gets there, it's likely because Mariota pushed him. And and, then
0: you just need Fournette to steal two touchdowns on the ground.
1: Yeah, and, and if you go plug him back in, you still have the similar money left and you have another guy in there. But my point is if you wanted to leave Fournette out, you went to the same spot with a completely unique lineup in comparison to those other ones that we said would be popular. When we said Brady, Fournette, Godwin with Pitts and Dallas D, it was about 6000 per. When you go Mariota, London, Pitts, Evans... With Dallas D, it's 6200 per. You actually get a little bit more money, land in the same spot with a way more unique lineup than what we previously described, which which should push the same game flow of the lineup you were trying to build that everyone else is building. So that Mariota with Fournette
0: and Evans, you can fit Brees Hall and Tyree Hill into that lineup with Rondell Moore in your flex. You actually have more money. You have 500 left over. So you can right. upgrade your defense, upgrade Rondell Moore, whoever it is. So you get that mini stack in between, plus the other side of that. I don't love that, to tell you the truth, but I'm going to enter that lineup. exactly so you do like it so philly arizona last one i want to really get into i don't have a like i I have obviously i have interest the highest slate no weather concerns i think the eagles roll i just don't know how to do it exactly and i I think that philly presents it shouldn't present a bigger problem but it does present a bigger problem just because we don't really know who to trust do you trust aj brown or devonta smith i think more people would say they trust devonta smith or trust aj brown that probably means Devonte Smith's better play this week then, because no one's going to use him. Yeah, even as a part of the stack, they'll use Goddard over Smith.
1: You're committing to it or you're not. That's how I look at this game. You're either doing it or you're not. If you're doing it, what I mean is you're playing hurts. You're putting at least two because in large fields, I know people say you don't need two with them. It's true, but in large fields, even when Lamar's hit the optimals that end up at the top, it's typically with Duvernay and Andrews. And you're like, well, I didn't need Duvernay in my hundred dollar King of the Beach qualifier. That's true, you didn't. But in the large fields, you did. For example, so that's my point. Where it'd be like AJ Brown, Devonte Smith. And Goddard, and you're saying at least two done on the other side. You're saying at least one of Moore and Ertz, Brown and And Ertz. Ertz, and you get at least one, and you end up with either three ones or three twos. That's how it shakes out. You're doing that, or you're not. I don't like the Kyler side. I don't. You know, people can play him. He's just so hard to get right. It's not as he's not as good as everyone thinks, in my opinion. First of all, this game doesn't interest me as much, actually, as some of the other spots that we've seen. I would have way more interest in the Hertz side going here to what I just talked about. And you're just committing. 20% 20% of your lineups to it or whatever. In your case, you'd be committing one of your three or it, like someone doing three max, you're doing it with one of them and you're just stacking it up and saying this game goes off. Also, this is a you know a stupid way of thinking of it, but it is true. Like you're waiting for the, we always wait for these afternoon games that are supposed to go off and they, and never they just never do. And so I, that's the worst angle to take. I'm not really that person going after that approach. My point just being is people are just framing this up because of the total is like one point higher than the other totals elsewhere this is my prime example of when you have when you have an afternoon slate with five games uh, you know and it sorry you get the morning games too but my point is yeah on the afternoon there's five games and one of them is a 58 point total and the rest are all 43 that is way different than when it just happens to technically be the highest total on the slate at 49 but you have all these 46 through 48s everywhere else who cares if you want a piece of it, go after it. Like you said, there's ways to use pieces in this game and just get a mini stack in there and get after it that way. I think I've got it narrowed down
0: to, because I still kind of like that Tampa-Atlanta one. I don't know why. I wasn't really thinking about it. I mean, I was thinking about it. It's, yeah, it's going to be too popular. But I think we've talked through different ways to use it. But I think I'm going to land on Jacksonville, the Chargers,
1: and Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I like that. Nice. I, I'm, I'm on most of them. Like I said, I, I like it. It gets you away from your Stafford situation where now your Dallas D could be, you're on stacks that others aren't yeah, on, so, like, so Dallas D can pop in there and get after Stafford for you. So I like that. So maybe you will end up using them after all. And then the other side of it is just like I said, the Herbert one, especially if Allen's out, becomes that much easier to stack up too. So You know who to use on both sides.
0: Let's talk about the cheap lineup fillers then, like how you don't necessarily need to go to these guys. But if you if you need to save money somewhere at whatever position it might be— I do think that Rondell Moore is the guy that both myself and most people are going to look at Mm -hmm. this week. He's a part of that high total game. You could play a mini stack with Miles Sanders if you really wanted to or one of the receivers or Goddard, whoever it is. But he's $4,100. But he is the prime letdown candidate.
1: Yeah. He's, he's definitely not going to be for me, especially as a one-off. Like I would definitely make sure he's stacked with somebody from the other side. So I'm saying I'd want to get a piece from that game since I'm not playing it in my stacks or anywhere else. That'd be the only way, but I don't want a cheap, high-owned one-off.
0: What? Okay, then at the same price, would Zay Jones present a better option to you?
1: No, and if I'm playing Zay Jones in that spot, it would likely be with Pierce or with Cooks. So there's no one-off cheap receiver. I, I don't like need. using one-off cheap wide receivers because, like I said, it's typically... Uh, been bad. So that, that's just how I stick with it. And I think there's plenty of other options. Like, there's just not that much of a difference from cheap plays. And oftentimes we're talking about them for even the flex and some of those examples we gave, where now you can consider even more, right? You've got all those positions available to you. So, would you consider someone in the 5,000s
0: as a one off at receiver, like Curtis Samuel or even god I guess Godwin, I think, is going to be too
1: popular just yeah. to use as a one off, but Samuel's not. Yep. Olave is not. Those are great ones. Yeah. I'm trying to look at my list here to pull it up. Like, I, I'm. Olave was on there for sure. Who you talked about Pickens. So here's one I like. Pickens is actually a decent one. I I like this secondary stack actually, because we like talking about these two, but I like Singletary with Pickens. Okay. Because I want some of that game. If you're not playing Josh Allen, you know, you're basically saying that he's not going to get up there. And some of these cheaper quarterbacks that you're using are, so I'm okay with using like a Singletary and a Pickens to get a piece of that game where I think we're going to have points. And I think even if Pittsburgh gets completely blown out as they likely will, I, you can definitely still see a guy like Pickens get there, and he's just not going to be owned enough. So I like a little something like that. Um, Pickens, yeah, no. Pickens. Penny Olave, another one. Cheap enough. Penny we talked about. He could still get there, man. Like He's still cheap enough, and maybe people don't want to go back to it. I'm going to use Penny. The usage has been there. Like He still looks good, and Olave's cheap enough. And Thomas might be out. we got to wait. wait on, what, Thomas, Camara, and Winston? I know some are more likely than others, but that's what we're looking at right now. If that's the case, Michael Thomas is out. How much is Marquez Calloway? God, I don't
0: know. I have Landry
1: as an option. Yeah, but it hasn't
0: been Landry. It's, no. been, it's been Callaway when Thomas has been out, and he's like a deep play guy. Not the, I mean, It's worth it for like a ceiling shot in a tournament. It's a sure. ceiling shot for sure, yeah. but I, I, he needs to be the right price is the problem. Let's see. Marquez Callaway. I don't know. He's not a running back. That's why he's not popping up. 3300 bucks. Yeah, you could get away with that. It's not like he hasn't had big games before. He usually gets all of his shots deep downfield. It only takes one with him to pay that off, and then you can jam whatever you want into a lineup.
1: Yeah, and just no one's on it. So even if it pick, even if it did somehow pick up a little bit of steam later in the week, like what, like Khalif Raymond last week, it gets them to like six or eight percent. Even though it didn't work, we're saying that that was a spot that was lesser owned than like the Reynolds and the Hawkinsons and those. They crushed. So you needed them, but the point being that's why people were taking shots on it. You can do the same thing here with this guy. So
0: So the other cheap guys, I think if you're gonna do like one off running backs, I think the Brees Hall will be pretty popular. Fournette is obviously some people might say, I'm not stacking that game, I'm just using Fournette.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree.
0: Uh Stevenson versus Harris. I think there's something there. There's something there. It's Pe- probably Harris, right? Because of the touchdown. People upset. want it
1: to be Stevenson, but it probably will be Harris. Yeah. yeah and that's Harris, like you're framing up there. I think you're right.
0: I, Harris is more expensive by a hundred dollars and he's going to be like half the ownership yeah. of Stevenson. I like Herbert. Jeff Wilson, I can see becoming pretty popular. He's going to be popular. Because you can just pair him with San Fran D. Wait, We haven't talked about that game at all. I want nothing to do. The only thing from that game that I might consider playing Panthers defense.
1: Yeah. I, I have one that's off the board, but people don't like it this week is Kittle. We don't have any high-end tight ends this week, right? All of them are missing off the main slate. So um, the interesting part is is everyone just assumes that he's this blocker now with no Trent Williams. He still – he was one – toe away from a touchdown last week. He had 20 or 30 over the middle, like a couple opportunities that way. They did use him to block a little bit more last week, but I just think sometimes you just see Jimmy lock on him. We didn't get like the Kittle drive last week where sometimes he picks up like seven for 60 on one drive and then gets the touchdown. He's, I think he's 5,500 this week and nobody wants to go there. So I, 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 that's when I have interest in a guy like him, even when others don't, I got him at 2% ownership right now. No, he's not going to get ownership. People, he's, people think he's a left tackle now.
0: I mean he is blocking he's than- one of the
1: best blocking tight ends in the nfl maybe the best my point is that that doesn't change a week to week one week basis for dfs like it's the, the, cheap there's no other there's no high end and when people don't want kittle is when i want kittle i put out
0: some of my stats on monday tight end stats in particular and i looked at i mean that's why i was on the sober overs this week, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the Thursday night game, he had like five for twenty-seven. I think he said like
1: sober that. overs. So sober <laughs> overs, yeah. The drunk overs were no good. To the you, drunk overs yeah. were no good. The yeah, sober the overs, sober. Were fine. Hey, yeah, I got you now. But yeah, he had
0: last night. That was nice. He had. I think he ran the ninth most routes per drop back of any tight end in the league last week. He ended up like one for twenty-seven. It's like, yeah, but he's he's out there running routes. Yeah, that, that's all I really want. The other guy who was inside the top 10 who just put up zeros across the board was Dalton Schultz, who's yeah. now $3,400. Second on my list here, actually. Like, that's, that's a good – that's cheap. That's yeah. a good spot. Uh, I'm seeing him at, Jesus, 3% ownership at the moment. Yep. I, and Hawkinson's not going to – I know he's a bit banged up at the moment, but I, I think that he's fine. He's another guy who's an excellent blocker. He's very much in the kettle mold of what you want to see him do, which is he had to be the focal point last week. He might have to be the focal point this week,
1: but no one's really going back to him, which I thought was strange. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's because people aren't expecting the career game again. But Well, he's probably
0: not going to score 40
1: points again. He's not, but that's where <laughs> like, we talk about it all the time, where could he put up 20, though? And yeah, he doesn't get the 42 or whatever it was again, 41.9, but he has a big week. I actually like my tight end pool. Higby was in there in those stacks only, but the, the sort of one-offs, if you will, that we talked about a little bit, we didn't talk about a little bit, is Schultz, who you just mentioned, and Joku, who we did talk about, Pat Friermuth. I like him in that same spot. If you want, instead of Pickens, you want to do a Singletary Fryermuth. I think for Kenny Pickett, that's just someone he's going to latch onto. What are you seeing for Ertz ownership? More than what it should be, probably. So I was going to say I kind of like Goddard on the
0: other side. Say because I see it the opposite. I have I see Goddard more like projecting it to be double what Ertz is. I think it's a product of people don't want to play two tight ends. And if they're going to stack up one side of that game, they're stacking up the Philly side. Therefore yep. they're using Goddard and then they don't have room for it. So he gets squeezed out of some of those lineups. I
1: think, I, I think, think the, the other reason you could be correct too, is because all the Rondale Moore talk that we mentioned, people aren't going to want to add Ertz if they're using Mesa water. I don't want, just like last week, they didn't want multiple Detroit guys in a lot of these lines. The winners wanted them, but I'm saying the <laughs> ones that didn't want them would got them out of there. You could see that as a situation here, again, making an argument for that. But, um, and then the last one I mentioned were, or I guess two, but Kittle and Pitts, Pitts, again, in those stacks, you know, if he if he plays, we'll see whatever. I, I have Pitts as the highest owned tight end. Yeah, people are going to still go to him. <laughs> I'm saying I'm I'm going with the stack we talked about earlier, like what you mentioned. That's where I would use him, right, yeah. in that spot. And then Kittle, I just mentioned, just won't have a lot, but I think people are down on him, so I'll have enough.
0: In Joku and er- Schultz at the bottom, I think I like Ertz at the top the best for me. I'm seeing Friermuth carrying some ownership, too. And just I'm good with Faden, Fryermith.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think Firemuth will have any by the end of it. Yeah, I can see that. We'll see. He just He's not the guy. When we named all those other names, he's just not going to be the one that rises. But even if he does, it's not enough to matter. And by the way, the highest owned 30% chalk tight end just broke the slate last week. So it can always work that way, too. We can't just always fade because of ownership. So I wouldn't spend too much time on it. I like these guys a lot of times in these secondary sacks. So
0: defenses we will close with this.
1: This is your specialty
0: wasn't last week. Like, playing Houston's D actually cost me.
1: Last week was pretty tough, too. Yeah. So, yeah. This one's not that much easier, but I think there is some good like,
0: Dallas is the obvious choice. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason that we keep using Dallas as the example. What do you think their ownership gets to? So, I think anything mm-hmm. under 20% they're a
1: good play. Uh, will it get to 20? I have them at 8 right now, but... I got them a lot higher than that. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I think these, it'll be pushing 20. These are still
0: conservative estimations.
1: I think it'll be pushing 20. 15 to 20 is where I see it. Then who else
0: dolphins they're 3200 they played the jets that's usually a good scenario to be in Buffalo's too expensive but they're in a great spot obviously yeah
1: like, pick it i have three picks last week by the way. N-
0: niners or bills if you just had to throw a price out
1: I, I don't have either you don't have either and i think niners will be pretty popular actually
0: i think so too because they're cheaper than the bills
1: i think if you're gonna pay up for a defense pay for the bills don't pay for the niners yeah, I like that. I like, I like the Titans. People still, you know, we can pick on Wentz. No, yeah. They're a fair price. And I, I also think, like I talked about earlier, I, I want to wait and see. The time we like to play Derrick Henry the most is when others aren't. Uh, for, people have been talking about him getting the 20 attempts on the ground and the five-plus targets the last two weeks, but I still don't see it translating to ownership. Mind you, we have to be very careful with ownership. I know you'll have more shows from now on out, as will I, and I'll be on Sunday, Run Pure Sports Show on YouTube, talking about off the chalk and see. But last week, we got bamboozled. With J- with Josh Jacobs, the industry had him anywhere from fifteen to twenty three percent in that range. He ends up coming in at six and breaks the slate with thirty seven. I don't know why that was exactly, but the point. It's because everyone used Herbert and Williams. <laughs> that's what happened. But it's crazy though when you see stuff like that. So you have to think about that. I guess with Henry here, but if you play Tennessee D with Henry, like they could just smash and get after Washington that way. I'm seeing more
0: ownership in this like high six, mid seven. Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette, like that range. Yeah. So if it leaves... Uh, Is this the lowest Owen McCaffrey's ever going to be? Maybe.
1: Gosh. This guy, and even last week, he had like 20... He, great he had, touchdown catch matches. and 25 points or whatever. Like the last special drive they always give him. I, I don't know. He's he's interesting, but, uh, you know, harder to get to. And like I said, I think with Henry, the spot here, especially if he's not going to be owned, would be really good. Other defenses? Uh, what, what about Chicago against Cousins?
0: I, I don't hate that. I, I It's cheap enough that I don't mind it. I don't know. I don't have a good feel for defense this week. I like I like the Eagles against Arizona.
1: Yeah, I, I like, had, I like I,
0: Jacksonville.
1: I had Eagles against Arizona. Kyler sucks on my notes, and I have Arizona versus Philly for the other side. Just to say if you want to leverage hurts and those stacks.
0: Yeah, I don't. I usually like playing either. I don't like to play the expensive defenses, but I think the Bills you can make a very compelling case for here. Playing the Rams instead of Dallas. I know it's way more expensive, but just no one's going to play the Rams defense. They still have Aaron Donald. They're okay. They they stuff the run. So then you're just getting a bunch of Cooper Rush passing yards, passing attempts against. Maybe that could work out. But from the cheap end?
1: Philly Philly and Minnesota up top, I have a little interest in. Like I said, Minnesota against. I I just think um, Fields can still take enough sacks. And if they get a scoop and score or something like that, you can see a strip sack fumble, take it to the house. Down low, man, like the other ones that are down there just don't present a lot of value to me so it may be a week where like i said the the titans at three thousand, the jet um the dolphins versus the jets 3200 like you said maybe you just stay in sort of this mid-tier range. even jacksonville versus houston they jacksonville's put up i think nine nine and 21 I yeah think. no i i like jacksonville this week against you so i mean again you're still paying up but I, I guess that's where i like it like i'm saying like so titans dolphins jags and even the vikings those are sort of the four that stand out to me. And you're in that three to 3,600. The decision becomes, do you want to find, if you're going to 3,600 with the Vikings, do you want to find the $500 and just get the bills in the blowout versus pick it? Maybe, but, but I mean, like you said,
0: Fields is almost getting sacked at a 20% rate on his He's dropbacks.
1: taking, I think he's second most in the league or something. It's bad. So
0: like the ran- So from this like the teams that are getting sacked most per dropback, you have the Bears, we well, have Fields, Wentz, Stafford, Baker. Those are your four. But Carolina doesn't run any plays. Like they're the slowest team of all time at this point. They yeah. run so it's just it's tough to get too much volume. The
1: Saints are sandwiched in there, but I like those other four better. And even the Eagles fall in that same range. So there's five guy there's five well, teams between three thousand and thirty six hundred that I like, and it gets you off. It's only a little bit more than the Cowboys that are pushing fifteen to twenty percent ownership. And you land on good defenses that I actually think have upside to do damage here.
0: So the other ones who are getting sacked at above average rates right now, the Saints are getting sacked a bunch. The Patriots are getting sacked a bunch. Atlanta and Houston getting sacked a bunch. So if we flip that over and take a look at who's actually getting to the quarterback, Dallas, Philly, San Francisco, Buffalo, Tampa. Those are the top five, all above a 10% adjusted sack rate. But Then you have like New England in there. New England at home against the Lions. Goof outside.
1: Yeah. How much are they? They're twenty nine 2,900. Yeah. And, and I right just, there with the Titans. It's like, fit oh, that. wow.
0: Overs hit in this game. All the Lions can't be stopped on offense. Like, okay, let's pump the brakes a little bit.
1: Yeah, I can add, I can add them. Like, I, I think I'm getting my pool built up here. And the other one, actually, I think you just mentioned it. The Patriots that I almost forgot about. But Seahawks are 2,500. Yeah. They're the same price as the Cowboys, and they're going up against Winston.
0: Or Dalton. (laughs) Yeah,
1: or Dalton, either or. And my point being, too, even we don't know what's going on with his weapons yet, like we talked about. I mean, it definitely sounds—I think Kamara's playing for sure. I think um, we'll wait on Thomas and and Winston. But my point being, same price. I think that's the best pivot on the board right there. Or
0: Washington against Tennessee. Washington's still getting to the passer. And if somehow they can get a lead in that game, I know they never do early. Or they can just hit a deep one to start off with yeah then you have Tannehill dropping back against a subpar o-line he Tannehill not afraid to take a sack yeah that's true like if we're just looking for off the board defenses I think I, that's right I like, like Dallas is objectively the best play
1: I like I like Seattle a lot more after we talk through this okay there we go that's why we're that's talking a, that's a good pivot man like just to just say the same price fill out your lineups get after them and just take the shot I think it's a good one and you know the other point would be I think you just talked about it a little bit but who's the other guy there that you mentioned um so up top, it was, yeah, Baker doesn't really take a lot. So while San Fran actually projects as a popular defense at 38, we gave five options right underneath that that I think are in better spots with less ownership that can still find their way to the top. And then you're...
0: Yeah, see, the Niners' D this week, I think, is really good for, like, I mean, there's no floor with the defense. It just doesn't work that way. But, like, if you wanted to project a floor onto any of these defenses, like, pencil San Fran in for 10. Yeah, And it could be way more, but it's probably not going to be less. But it's probably going to be 10. Yeah, And defense is so random, like Washington might get to pick six if they get up in an early lead here and force Tannehill to throw.
1: And I like the Patriots one that you brought up too. Same reason, because Goff will actually throw it and make mistakes. Versus when you go down, like um, the Panthers versus San Francisco, like – Jimmy G is like the, the least amount of time in the pocket because if he doesn't lock onto someone right away, he literally throws it. He wastes downs on just throwing it out of bounds. It's and, like,
0: and they run a ton as well. Yeah, and they run a bunch, the exactly. Only, the only reason I brought up Carolina earlier is that I really think Carolina covers this game. No idea yeah. how they do it. But the only way that I can fathom that they cover the six and a half is a special teams touchdown or defensive touchdown because that line makes no sense to
1: Yeah, me. I don't even like betting it because it's that feels that trappy that way, but it is correct to, that it's the funny one that's not moving, that likely whoever is, if, if if people are left in Survivor Leagues out there, are probably going to go down if they play San Francisco this week. It just feels like it. So taking all those points at home for Carolina. And the last one, the Jets versus Miami. Teddy B, I think he's way more of a game manager. He's not going to make the the big mistakes that people are looking for as much as some of those other spots that we mentioned. Agreed. He Zach, could, but Zach,
0: I just don't see it. Zach Wilson, far more likely to make the critical error at the wrong time. Right,
1: and it's 3200 It's not that bad of a price to go up to Miami. So I, I like that. Also, Miami with Mostert, if you want to avoid some of the Brees Hall. I, I
0: worry about Moster because he's not getting the like goal line touches. They're all going to Edmonds.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't worry about that too much on a week to week basis. What I'm thinking more is if Brees Hall on the other side is is as popular as it seems, he's going to get then. And everyone then looking at the stack next as like maybe a sneaky spot to stack up the game, like I originally brought up first. And we went to ones that we found that maybe are better. The point would be that you can sort of leverage it that way and have you don't even have to play Moster. I'm just saying you could play just Miami D and no Jets and do it that way. But I, I do like Miami at 3200. Jacksonville Chargers, Buffalo Stacks. I'm not
0: 100 percent there yet, but I feel like those are going to be my three. Like it? Maybe Atlanta,
1: Tampa gets in there.
0: No, I'm not going more than three. Okay, because I'm only playing 20 lineups. Like I don't, I don't want to go five, five, and five. I'd rather no, go seven. I agree. I'd rather I, go I like seven, how you six, do it. Six. Yeah, that's good. Like I gotta, I gotta cut myself off somewhere. I just can't play everyone.
1: Yeah, I'm good with that. And try to fill do it. Do you do 10, five five 5, or how do you shake it out?
0: Uh, well, last week I did ten and ten, and I usually do ten five five, okay. unless I like really feel too
1: and want to have like a tertiary one, but that never really happens. You're allowed to change it, but if you had to pick one of those three to be your ten right now and the other two fives, who would be the ten? Chargers. You like the Chargers side, All right? And,
0: and then you know what? What I might end up doing is going like five five and five, but separating my Chargers into like or to go 5, 10, 10, five five, but doing the Chargers like. Seven with Herbert, three with Brissett. I like that. And just playing the other side of the game, which no one is
1: going in to in your heavy side of ten, you're still going 70-30 yeah, on the same game. On the I like same that. game. But it's I mean keep it keeps it. Even though your pool game. will show four guys that you played and you're usually only three or less, the point being you stuck with the same spot for all the plays within your core. Essentially, yeah.
0: it's going to be the same guys, but with a different core. You'll get a, a new roster sec- construction. And then my secondary difference. stack gets up big time in that as well. That's what I'm
1: saying. You end up with That's where I think it's a good spot to do it. Also, I, I understand why when people do like a Miami-New York Jets stack, they literally just, like let's say they have a five-man stack, and the quarterback is Teddy B. You can just flip it and add Wilson and leave the hundred bucks and get the exact same lineup. We've seen Millie Makers won like that in the past.
0: And how do we how much is the difference between Herbert and Brissett? It's gotta be like two thousand dollars. Oh, it's a lot more, yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. That's a good one to do it with. Because I like that Herbert Jefferson stack in the it's just so expensive.
1: Yeah, so Herbert is seventy one hundred.
0: And Brissett is what? Brissett is fifty, six hundred. That, that, me, that yeah. alleviates a lot of problems. And like it... Like, the secondary stacks, like the Jefferson Herbert one I like a lot. Uh, I'm just trying to, like, squeeze it in. If I wanted to get Cup in as a one-off, which I kind of do, because, I mean, everyone does, obviously. I don't. I I know you don't. I'll be on record as I don't. People are talking about locking him, whatever. I don't care. You you could go Cup Schultz. That that makes it – that's the palatable way to make it work, because Schultz is so cheap. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to do that, but that would be something I kind of – I would want to go to.
1: I like Jefferson. Also, Sunday night tidbit, I love Jamar Chase. He'll get popular by the time we get there, but Hot it take. sucks that Hot we're missing take. it. I on like the... Jamar Chase. No, I mean more of a, I'm pissed off that he's not on the main slate because right now, imagine if you had Chase Jefferson Cup and that was your decision on top of the Tyreeks and all that. We would have been able to find him probably at a decent number. Now you're just going to have to jam him as chalk yeah. on Sunday night football.
0: Tyreek, Brees Hall. I like Pickens and Diggs, actually. I mean, Singletary makes more sense because it's cheaper. But mm-hmm. if you can afford digs, Pickens and Diggs, or Fryermuth and Diggs.
1: One of the interesting things about a lot of the stacks we did today too, Pat, and a last strategy note is just a piece to point out, is a lot of our stacks involve these wide receivers. And that's where I do the thing with Cup all the time. Cup gets you 30 points this week, very likely. My point is, is that it's just if you have him as a one-off there, it doesn't mean anything if these other guys are getting 25 or 26 yeah. in those stacks we talked about. Like if Chris Christian Kirk has 25 points... It's not the 30 or 35 the cup has, but he's way cheaper. He fits your stack. You could still get cup in there. I'm sure by the money that we had left to build it. My point being though, is if you don't have that, that's how those guys don't end up on these winning rosters. And the other ones do the Miami Baltimore week where it was like waddle, Tyreek and then Duvernay or Bateman. I forget who I think it was Bateman on the other side. Like those covered off your wide receiver spots. You couldn't play the chalk wide receivers because you had the three best scoring that fit the game stack that also fit everything else. So that's how you get off it without having the FOMO of a missing out on Cooper cup. Yeah. You're doing it because you're stacking the game a completely different way.
0: Okay. That will do it on the Pat Mayo Experience at ToeTag and Tambo. Your tidbits will be on Twitter. They'll also be in the Mayo Media newsletter, which comes out on Saturday. I'll be back Saturday morning with a full injury report, updates on all of this stuff. So stay tuned to Fantasy Football Picks and Bets, a show that we do. We we alternate shows, doing it solo, and then we come together for this one. But I have that on Saturday. Uh, And also some prize picks for the weekend, too, some props. What am I looking at mainly here? Uh, Brees Hall over two and a half receptions Christian Watson in the London game Over two receptions No, under two receptions, sorry Mostert under rushing attempts Brees Hall over receiving yards Curtis Samuel, if he's okay He has an illness right now Over ten fantasy points That seems good Yeah That one seems really good I like that Yeah Anyway, I'll narrow these down For the end of the weekend. And you got Run Pure Live
1: 8 8 a.m.? 8.45 a.m. Eastern, Sunday morning, free on YouTube, Run Pure Sports YouTube channel. Yep.
0: All right. I might be there as well on Mayo Media, but uh, it's Thanksgiving up here in Canada, so I might be too hungover to do the show. So I got (laughs) to do a show Sunday night.
1: There you go.
0: There we are. Anyway, I'm Pat Mayo. You can follow me at ThePME, runthesims.com slash Mayo for 10% off any membership level. Plus, play in the DraftKings Listener's League, please. Rate and review the show while you're out here, too. I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time.
1: I HAVE THE EXPERIENCE! EXPERIENCE!